Jess Corcoran. And I'm Laura McCann. Welcome to the Thriving While 9 to 5 in Podcast. everyone welcome to episode two of series two of the podcast also known as episode 14 in total um thanks to everyone that listened last week really great to hear your thoughts about uh, what jason had to say um really good um don't forget we can always continue that conversation so please feel free to drop us a dm on instagram or send us an email and if you like anything that we do please leave us a review i'm gonna say it until we get more reviews um so yeah let's kick off the way we always do so let's talk about our weekly highs and lows so laura over to you thanks hello (laughs) um so i'm gonna start i don't know like Basically, during my weeks at the moment, I'm I'm a little bit of an, an emotional roller coaster, and I think I've said this. Um, and just I've just kind of got a lot of things coming to an end, and a lot of things starting, and it's just it's just a season of life, shall we say? Mm. Um, mm. moving into a new season, and it's all really exciting, and I'll definitely be able to like share more in in the coming months. But for right now, that's how it is. So it just mm-hmm. means like I can go from being you know pretty chipper and having a nice time to i don't want to talk to anyone my dad sent me a nice email and i've had a cry about it um (laughs) and that's just kind of like a little bit how it is at the moment and do you know what actually on a positive thing i quite like feeling emotions because it was something Mm. that i i struggled with for a long time so actually going through all that and being in such a space where i'm like do you know what if i need to have a cry i'm gonna have a cry if i'm happy i'm gonna Mm. be happy if i'm this and that you know it is what it is. I'm, I'm a human being and sometimes I'm being sad and sometimes I'm being stressed and sometimes I'm being sleepy yeah. and, you know, that's great. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how it's been like during my weeks and like going into last weekend, it was looking like a little bit of a quiet weekend and I was like, Do you know what? I don't want that because with how I'm feeling at the moment, like not as a distraction thing, but just as a if you give me the opportunity to sit and wallow, I'm going to sit and wallow. And I just don't need to do that. Like, let's do something fun. So <clears throat> through it, I managed on like Thursday to make super last minute plans to go and see a mate um, on Saturday. And she's someone that I met in church in Birmingham. Um, so we kind of knew each other, but we're actually getting a lot closer now that I'm in London and she's not too far. So that was just just lovely, spontaneous something to go and do um and like get to know someone even better and then on sunday i don't know she's expecting it now i'm still gonna make a massive deal about it um <laughs> <laughs> i got to see one of my bestest friends brianna run the london marathon and it was insane so obviously like i won't share too much but for her it was just a humongous deal so she was meant to do it in like 20 she was she was meant to do it in like 2019 and then she couldn't because she got an injury but they let you defer like they let her defer it oh. to 2020 and oh. then she couldn't in 2020 because of covid so this is basically like third time lucky for her like so you can just imagine they like marathons and stuff they're physically like difficult but also the mental side of it too and then the mental side of it getting pushed back again and again and like yeah. having to keep yourself up there um like she's just yeah she honestly in every which sense the phrase one of the most impressive and strong people that I know so it was 
it was amazing to see it and she did it all for a really like personal and powerful reason as well so um yeah it was it was so cool to just be like yeah just it's just watching your friend succeed like it is always a massive positive isn't it so yeah. she told then, me that you gave her cola bottles as well on the walk <laughs> yeah i got i pick a mix in my bag right and then Love it. I, so i was stood on the thing and they had like the the london marathon app and then you put the person's name on like uh. number in and you could track them and i was stood like just after the 23 mile like thing that you run through to say you've been at 23 miles um and I was, so I was waiting for a little bit for her. Um, I was like, oh, she's nearly here, she's nearly here. And then I just heard this voice go, you're not even looking at me, bitch. <laughs> and, like, and I looked up and I was like, I was checking my off, you weren't here yet. <laughs> and then um, it was good because like, she was like having it. So I was like jogging alongside her for a little bit. Mm. And then like, we had like a, a little power walk. And I was going, I've got water, I've got Diet Coke, chocolate raisins, cola bottles. What do you need? I'm here for you. And she was like, Love give it. me cola bottles. <laughs> so yeah, it was... um. That nah, was amazing. And like she, so my first half marathon I ever did, she came to Birmingham and did it with me. And like uh. when I did the Liverpool one, she was in work that day because she works at the cathedral and you run like right by the cathedral. She came out and was like cheering me on around the corner and stuff. So it was just so nice to kind of be able to like do that for her a bit as well. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I know how much oh. it's meant to me when she's been able to do it for me. So that's nah, something that you've like, you've done it for each other. It feels like a really special thing. Yeah, like, we are the two people that absolutely hated, like, running in school and all that kind of mm. stuff. Like, you could get us around a field for, like, hockey or something, but you could never get us to do cross-country. And now, like, yeah, we make a massive effort and proper spur each other on, so it's lovely. I love that. That's so nice. Thanks. Um, but, yeah, now Rihanna's had her shout-out. Um, <laughs> tell us about your week, Jess. How are you getting on, babe? I'm, I'm Sam, do you know? Like, it's so funny, like... But I feel, this is a bit of a bigger point, but, like, I feel, like, good, like, nearly all of the time these days, right? And I didn't know that, like, that, like, (laughs) that was, like, a thing that you could feel. Like, but I think I've had, like, consistent, like, consistently good mental health for, like, the best part of a year now. And that's, like, it's amazing. Like, to feel good every day. It's, like, it's, like, amazing. And obviously, like, I'm not, like, happy every minute of every day and like life is still stressful and blah 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 but like I really feel like I can take things in my stride in the way that I couldn't before and just like yeah I'm just like I'm in a really good place and I'm trying to think oh like what do I have to say that's like bad about the week and obviously there is like bad stuff but like there's nothing that's like you know pressing does that make sense I'm just like I'm such a different person you know like I love it um, I got a Lumi light last night, um, which is like for seasonal affective disorder. Ooh. So you like wake up to the sun. I um, love that. And it was amazing this morning. Um, so yeah, that, that that's something good. I've got some annual leave coming up. Um, just bought some more, <laughs> more like sports t-shirts to go on me big walks while I'm Yay. off work next week. Um. But I suppose, actually, this is what I'll say, like, my, like, high, and this is, like, my consistent high, and this is how I think, this is what I think the biggest contributing factors to me staying well is, is that every lunchtime, I do a 4K walk with the dog, and I listen to a podcast of some sort, 
and that's just like my like therapy for the day i do it every day it consists of a matter of it's raining whatever like still get out the house go for a walk listen to a podcast and it keeps me sane I and love that. And I'm just good, Laura. I'm just like really good. <laughs> I love that for you so much. Like, because that is such a major part of it as well. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, it's mental health. It's the same mm-hmm. as physical health. Like, you know, physical health is the fact that if you've got an allergy, you take an antihistamine. It doesn't mean that you don't have the allergy anymore. It's that mm-hmm. you treat yourself for it, isn't it? And same yes. with mental health. Like, yes. Same with mental health. It doesn't mean that you are happy 24-7. It doesn't mean that stress stops existing. But it's just like, you get stressed. You don't get anxious and hate yourself because mm-hmm. you've got a lot going on at the moment. Or like, you get sad. You're not depressed and can't even face having a shower because, yeah. you know, something's overwhelming you. Like, it is it, yeah? So the fact that you've kind of, you've worked through all of those bits and got yourself to this place, it is honestly amazing to see, like... And you do just I seem, like, like, as a person, like, lighter. Like, you are just... I am, you know? Yeah. I'm just, like... I mean, and I've spoken about work before, and I do feel like work's contributed to that in the sense of, like, I'm not in a job that makes me anxious now. But, yeah. like, more than that, I've just, like... I've done, I've done a lot of work in terms of, like, you know, safeguarding myself if I'm feeling rubbish or whatever, and I'm trying to eat better. And I mean that in a sense of from being in a position of having like disordered eating, which I'm sure a lot of women will have experienced or do experience, but I'm trying to eat better and basically like not like eat my feelings and I'm like exercising more, but I'm doing it for me because it makes me feel good. Like all of that is because it's good for me, not for like external validation, but like, yeah, I'm just like in a good place and like consistently. And I love it. And I love it. It's great. Sounds like I'm saying, and I love it, aren't I? But I'm not. I like, was I'm singing not. McDonald's. I'm loving it when you were saying uh, it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm loving it. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Fab. Shall we move on to our um shredder? What are you gonna shred this week? So, I would like to shred the fact that I've seen a newspaper article with the headline: Boris is gonna tell us all to go back to work. I don't know where he thinks we've been. Like, I know. Obviously, I know some people were furloughed. A lot of people lost their jobs. Things like that, you know, not their fault at all. But through that, technically haven't been at work, at, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic kind of thing. Um, and that's all got its own negatives with it. But for those of us who have jobs but happen to have been working from home out of, like, necessity for life, mm-hmm. there's no back to work for us. Like, you need, and it may sound really pedantic to him because whatever, but... You can't be saying you need to get back to work. You need to you need to say get back to the office and think, you know, it's this terminology mm-hmm. stuff. And I know that's a newspaper article that wants to get a reaction out of people. And I know that like Boris hasn't actually been quoted just yet or whatever. But I think, yeah, I just want to put in the shredder people not acknowledging exactly what this year has been and like talking out of their asses about it in future because we need to choose our words carefully because anything other than recognising what we've all been through isn't worth our ears yeah exactly because like working from home for some people has been so tough yeah like people that you know live by themselves and they've spent all day sort of on a computer and then they don't finish work because there's almost nothing especially in them early days of lockdown there was nothing to finish work for no Mm -hmm. reason and they've worked you know all the hours and they've been burnt out and they've had no like social life and even if you have found 
uh, working from home to be an advantage for you that doesn't mean you haven't been working hard and I know we see the jokes don't we about like setting you like if you need to like have a break you call yourself on Microsoft Teams because it shows that you're busy and meeting and it stays on busy um not that I've ever done that myself um <laughs> I, I actually haven't I've just seen I it haven't. on TikTok I've just seen it on TikTok. Um, like we can joke about that and you know all the benefits of working from home, but we've still been bloody working and working hard. And it's very like and one thing I found, one thing I've heard as well, even not found, is that for a lot of people who are disabled, they've said that working from home has enabled them to enter the jobs market more effect like better yeah. for them. And before lockdown, pandemic, whatever, like if they ask for like can I work from home or can I work from home part of the time, whatever, employers would say, no, you can't do that. You, you know, that's yeah. not company policy, not what we do. And actually now they've been able to, you know, get more jobs, people have been more flexible. So really, are we just going to then like discriminate against people again? Because an office workplace doesn't work for for everyone, does it? You know, disability or, you know, care and responsibilities or whatever you've got going on in your life. Like it doesn't work exactly. for everyone and we've been working hard. Exactly. I'm glad you agree. We're done. I don't think we've ever disagreed on a shredder. I'd love. Ooh, ooh. Right, challenge for next week. Mm -hmm. Well, next episode then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Come up with something I actually like. What's something that you you like? Yeah, but you want to put it in the shredder. So I like it, but you want to shred it. Oh, but I genuinely want to shred it though. Yeah, like you can't lie to the people, Jess. No. I'm gonna have a thing because I think that would be like fun to like try and like shred. If any of you have got um any shred things that you want to shred as well let us know and what i'm gonna shred laura just to move on from yours <laughs> <laughs> i'm not as smooth as you are um is to shred what jason mentioned last week and he didn't mention it on um the part of the call we shared with you but we had a little chat afterwards quite a long chat actually i was dying for me too um <laughs> it was a great chat like but it was a long chat um and he mentioned something he wants to shred which is basically why when there's a job that comes up internally and everyone knows that you'd be great for the job why do you still have to interview for the job like why can't you just be given no not even like given the job but why can't all the work you've done like the stuff you've done why can't that be taken into a recognition like yeah. why and I, you know we're all for not being discriminated against and you know a fair fair chance but like if you're really like standing out above the masses and you're really good at what you do like surely it should be promote like promotion and i've seen this in a previous workplace as well where like some people just magically get promoted and the job never goes on the job sport and then um i'm really pulling the sass tonight <laughs> um, but then other people like everyone has to apply for this job and then no one gets the job and then yeah. someone external gets the job but it's like it's not fair, is it, sometimes when it's like, it just needs to be, I don't know, it just, if you're working hard, you should kind of just get the job, shouldn't you? But you should just get rewarded. Like, it's the yeah, lack of rewarded. consistent process, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. that's the thing. So, so, as you say, sometimes they'll be like, oh, we've got to go external because mm. it's just like a, a policy thing that, you know, you're never going to see those small print letters that explain this policy, but apparently they mm -hmm. exist. And it's like, fine, what was the point then? But then it is that other thing of, oh, yeah, so we're actively going to tell you this role is open. We have to have it open and applied for okay fine again another one of these policies that we're never actually going to say but have to believe exist um 
but you're gonna sit and tell me that you think I should go for it you think that I'm good enough for it da 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 but then if I happen to have a bad day on the interview and we all have it like interviews can be terrifying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I've had five years of being nothing but fantastic you're just gonna basically ignore those five years and go oh you had a crappy 20 minutes yeah shred it it's going in the shredder on that topic um i actually enjoy interviews and i would love to hear from anyone else who enjoys interviews too because i thoroughly enjoy i love making a powerpoint presentation you're a weirdo i know but like i really like i enjoy the challenge (laughs) is that that's really quite weird isn't it but i enjoy the challenge i'm like come on then like what have you got for me yeah, I'm probably weird. If I know I would like love me. that attitude. I think the only time I've ever enjoyed job interviews is where I don't actually want the job. I'm just going through them as like a processing. Because if you're not mm. asked about the outcome, you just go have a chat with people and that's fine. But like when I'm asked about the outcome, then I, I'm not having a nice time. So that's actually quite funny because I don't know if I've told you this before, Laura, but my where at my new job. Did I say it on the last thing? I can't remember. But um, I was like the first person that they interviewed. As in, no, like, in, so I was the first person in the day that they interviewed, you know, just from the time. Yeah. And they were like, they asked me a question and they were like, so how would you go about this? And I was like, well, I've actually um, put a presentation together. So would you like me to share my screen? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I did it. And then um, basically, like, my now manager basically said, like, they were laughing when they were talking about, like, you know, the people that these interviewed because they said about me, like, she was coming for the job, wasn't she? Yeah. And it's like, which I was coming for that job and I got the <laughs> job, but it was like, uh, like it's a wee thing to say, but like that job, I second I saw that job, I was like, this job is for me. Like I am going to get this job. So yeah. I was a bit like, I was probably slightly more not as chill because I wanted it. Like I want, yeah. I really wanted it, but it's really hard to like, it's so much easier when you could like take or leave the job, isn't it? Because you are just thinking, I see how it go, and that's when you tend to perform better. Was when you do want something, it doesn't always go your way because you're so like keen. Exactly, and, and that's I was the most annoying thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it went your way, so fair play. Yeah, it went my way because I was coming for the job. This week, um, we're really, really happy to introduce you guys to somebody that I met at work um, literally the first week that I started my big proper job. And she has become one of my closest friends since. Absolute love of my working life. Um, And yeah, so Nat now um, works in marketing still, but for a different company to the one that I'm still at. Um, but in lockdown, she also started her own little side gig. So we just invited her on today to have a great chat and also um, look at how that all kind of works or maybe doesn't like hustle culture. Is it necessary? So nah, let us know what you think and tell us about yourself. Hello. Um, so, yes, my name's Nat. As Laura's mentioned, we met at our old well, my old nine to five job, which she is currently at. I've since moved on to a different marketing job. Um, and during lockdown, I've started a small business. Um, imposter syndrome prevents me from saying business, but it is a business. Um, essentially creating artisan, uh, handmade jewelry, mostly earrings, but venturing into brooches, hair clips, other accessories like that. Um, And that has been something I've been doing since, I think, just over a year now. Um, And it's been a 
lunch hour and after work activity obviously um, really convenient when working from home now that I'm going into the office it's a bit more of a challenge um, but it's still going strong amazing we do have to shout out as well because Nat evidently isn't going to do it herself um but you can find her on instagram at ginger nat design and you absolutely should go and do it because i've got some of her earrings and they're amazing so i can tell you not just from looking at her and being my friend they actually look good in real life and they don't fall out your ears so it's worth it um <laughs> but yeah i wish but- i could order some but i i don't actually have my ears pierced so i'll just look at them from afar and pretend that we do clip-ons like- we do oh, clip-ons. I used to have clip-ons from Claire's accessories back in the day. I'll have to have a look. We catered to everyone. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Nat, so just to kind of kick off then, I'm really curious about the whole, you know, what is it that really made you want to go and sort of turn something you're passionate and you enjoy, like that creative side of you, into making money off it while you already have this nine to five? Like to some people, it just seems a bit insane. Do you know what it is? I think it's... Um... I think it was born out of something to do with lockdown and to do with the fact that you were you've gone from working in an office with loads of people and you see the people you work with every day to then doing something of your own volition I suppose and then finding kind of the approval and the connections on social media on Etsy with your friends what have you um so it did start off as well, you might know, you might not know. It started off as me making little Simpsons characters, didn't it? So I was just going through, I was going through all the um, non-major, the minor characters on the Simpsons, um, making them out of clay, putting them on Instagram just for entertainment, see what people thought. Um, and then I, the box that I had ordered from Amazon, it was just like a unbranded cheap box of clay. It came with earring accessories. Um, like the metal and what have you and I shoved it into like just this marbled ball of clay and put it on my Instagram and somebody was like are you selling these um what else can you make and so on and so I guess from doing that I started finding a new community that must have been missing from office life um and from like something that you could only get on zoom and teams and what have you so that's probably what it was yeah so is that what it's been for you then do you feel like mostly it is about the relationship side of things and then obviously if you get a get a bit of that monetary value out of it so be it but yeah yeah no I guess so I mean it's it's a massive massive community um the whole clay community on Instagram that I didn't know existed um and there's it's just so interesting you learn everyone's skills um you kind of see the politics behind it as well but most importantly I guess what we have all taught each other is to know your worth and if you're selling these make it a thing don't just like charge for the materials or whatever it is a business it is a skill that you're selling so that's probably where the money comes from because it costs money doesn't it yeah yeah no it's a really supportive group did you feel like in your nine to five role that you had enough um like ability to be creative sort of before um lockdown or did did this like feel something that you knew was missing or was it more of like a you did it and then realized that was missing from your nine to five yeah I guess there's creative and there's creative isn't there so obviously being in marketing by its nature it can it can not be creative but luckily I'm in a more creative bit of it in my job Mm -hmm. um but with the corporate 
world and maybe what you compared to what you could be doing um it's completely different in terms of creativity so I guess it's not something that's been missing it's just like a different flavor that I wouldn't mm. get there um yeah and there's a there's no boundaries either do you think like sort of the self-worth lessons and the community spirit that you've got there as well and then also that like lack of boundaries do you see there's a way that you could or workplaces need to take those into account like you know if they're missing from nine to fives do you think they're so crucially important now that you're experiencing them in your side gig yeah no definitely I think that a lot of workplaces especially in marketing you'll join and there's like a brand guidelines document and there's a this is how we've always done it way of life um when you join a new job but I think there's definitely something to be said for a fresh face who comes in and can offer a new idea um whether it's creatively whether it's functional and it not just in marketing but in any job function um there's definitely something to be said about letting people express themselves even if it seems weird it might be really helpful and it might improve everyone's day-to-day have you ever made something so far i'm just really curious that you sort of didn't feel not necessarily confident in but you thought like is this too out there or is this too much and you've actually seen like an audience for it in a way you wouldn't have expected because i always worry if i make something creative and this is more of like art in general like it's so open to interpretation about what people consider as something that they would want to purchase so have you ever actually found something and saw that there has been an audience for something that you might not have expected them to be yeah I think one of the very first things I made it's like I I just thought it was nothing to write home about do you know what I mean I was Mm -hmm. like okay I'm gonna do this pink base with a red leopard print see what happens but it's still just all seasons for the past however long I've been doing this it's still my bestseller so that has been a bit of a shock I've also had the opposite where I've been really really excited about I can say this because I don't really mind um I've been really excited about putting something out there I'm like oh my god it's gonna be the best thing ever I'm gonna be so popular oh my gosh it's gonna be the best um and then just no uptake no interest whatsoever so it is it you realize how subjective it can be Mm. um but that's half the fun of it yeah and I suppose because it's more of a side thing for you that you don't have the same pressure that you might have had in like a in a nine to five do you feel that's more of like a a release and your nine to five is more of like the serious stuff yeah I mean I guess it's the nine to five stuff will always be more regimented um there will always be KPIs that are set for you and you have to meet them whereas when you're working for yourself you kind of set you give yourself a lot more leeway um to to decide for yourself what success looks like yeah that's quite I've never really thought about that but yeah that's definitely a factor that's involved how do you kind of balance the emotional side of it I suppose like say for example you know you had this one design that you really loved and you released it on like a Tuesday night and then it maybe didn't get the uptake that you thought it was going to and then you've got to go straight into work the next day like your nine to five job and still just deal with it like I think I guess because it it is of your own volition and it's your own you you decide what success is you you don't let you can stop yourself from getting upset like you can give yourself a break because not everyone will like everything um 
you might you know and it's all a learning experience like nobody is an expert in this no matter how long they've done it nobody's perfect so it doesn't mean that you're bad at what you're doing it doesn't mean you have bad taste or it might mean you have bad taste I don't know <laughs> um, but generally it is just like well it's it's a up it's a just onward struggle I guess mm, not struggle but you know it's a journey yeah. so yeah there's I've never really had any emotions with it I can imagine people would but I guess the best thing is just to give yourself a break and understand everyone's learning no one's perfect see it's really cool to hear you talk about it because it just seems like such a it's a chill nice thing that you do but like I imagine within this clay community there's got to be some of those like you know boss babes and I I use air quotes by the way I just realized you guys can't see what I'm doing with my hands Um, (laughs) yeah so Go on, like, don't name any names. You don't have to, or anything like that. But do do they exist in that community? And as somebody who is a lot more chill about it, how do you find that kind of intensity and competitiveness that can come across from the people that are, you know, oh, well, I get up at 6am and I work until midnight because, you know, I'm going to make a million pounds by the end of the year and love me. <laughs> um, It's funny because one of my favourite boss babes is um somebody who like really tells people to stop thinking that way and to stop getting anxious from other people's productivity I guess um what do they say they say comparison kills that's it comparison is the thief of joy I think that's one of them but yeah um so again it's like people have their ways of working that person who is working from six in the morning till midnight might not do very well they might do what I did and think it's going to be great and then it doesn't sell um sometimes people just come up with something on the fly sell it on the day and they do really well with that so there's no one formula that you have to live by so again it's just it's just being kind to yourself and knowing that everybody works in a different way you don't have to work that way that's the beauty of it soul trading (laughs) yeah so now then do you believe that you can have it all? You can have your side gig, that's your passion. You can have your nine to five that pays your bills and keeps your brain going. You can have the social life and the holidays or are you a bit like, can lockdown come back so I can, you know, just chill out and do my two jobs and nothing else? <laughs> In a way, yeah. But the thing is, people are so forgiving of small business owners, right? Because they understand that it is, you're taking your time. Um, you ordered something from me months ago and I've still not mate you still owe me those fucking earrings I've got a matching shoes matching bags a dress that's gonna look amazing and I need those earrings for the outfit I haven't got anywhere to go in it but I can't go in it until you make me the earrings <laughs> they're, 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 I know where they are they're up above my head on a shelf um, <laughs> but I think you can there's it's amazing what some people do like people are career women with eight children people are I don't know, doing whatever else they they are caring or whatever, um, and having a side gig, etc. So you can, if you just find find the time, find the people that understand where you need to prioritize yourself and stick with them. Um, don't pay too much attention to the people who don't get what you're juggling. Yeah, I don't see why not. I'm still doing it and I'm not crying. So. <laughs> always a benefit when you don't cry yeah yeah but what about I wanted to ask you two about this podcast as well because you're oh. both I know 
Woo. What a um, table. <laughs> I know. I saw Kamala Harris do this. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I've always <laughs> thought about that. She's like, I have a question for you. Um, because you've obviously been doing this as well. Um, to be honest, Jess, I don't know if you what you do, but I assume this is a another side gig. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in marketing too. <laughs> so yeah, so it's the same thing. Like, what? Why did you? What do you get from this? Why do you do it? How do you find the time? I mean, I'll answer first, maybe, and then Laura can come in second. Mm-hmm. But um, I really wanted to do a podcast for a while, and I didn't always know the subject that I wanted to talk about, um, because it's hard to explain to like condense it. But like, I always knew that I wanted to have a big career in that, if that makes sense. But actually, over time, I came to realize that like whatever a big career looks like it's never going to be the reality that you dreamed in your head when you were like hey because that's that's not life um so then actually I realized the thing that I'm passionate about is work but like work in this general sense of talking about work understanding work like helping people in work less than the actual um whatever your job title is more like the specifics and then like Laura always like tweeted about career stuff and like I did too and then when it like I was seeing her doing a podcast I was like why have I not like spoken to Laura about this because I feel like we're on the same wavelength and obviously we both work in marketing but um like it's not related to that I feel like we could both have different jobs in different industries and it wouldn't really matter it's more about the um the like focus on on work um but what I get out of it really is that like I find, I hope no one from work listens to it, but I find more, I feel more closely aligned to myself and my like values and what I want to achieve in life by doing this podcast because I feel like we're helping people and having conversations that I don't necessarily have in work. And it's obviously because like you said with your business, like you're being yourself and you, you, you set your own like uh, what success is for you. So I think that's what, I feel from that, if that makes sense. Sorry, that was a long answer. (laughs) Go on, Laura. I think it's a bit different for me in terms of it wasn't my, like, brainchild. You know, this wasn't my idea. Um, I think Jess put it very politely, but, of course, she basically just went, I need to talk to someone. I know I'll ask Laura. That's cool. We can have a chat. No, Um, you're a great great care host. (laughs) It wouldn't be the same without you but it it's a, you know so it was a thing for me I think on a couple of levels of like as much as Jess and I have always been mates like this is the most we've caught up since school which is just lovely so on the very basic level of we get to have a chat every other week that's fantastic um and then also from it it is just the conversations that you get to have because like I mean that you know I have asked you about your your small business I have supported your small business and will continue to do so and, and all those sorts of things but we've never really sat down and exactly had this conversation and like you know even when we work together we would talk about our jobs because we were working together and we've had those career conversations since even though you've moved to a different company and left me because you're evil but like you know it's Whoa. <laughs> just gonna get that out there to the world um but you know it's still just it's just it's a different level of it and a different way of doing it in in the way that you reach out to people and go do you know what this is specifically what we want to talk about and this is what we want to hear from others as well and the way that we've been able to interact with people around it has just been fantastic and I think that's 
definitely a main thing for me is you know we started this in lockdown much as a lot of people started different things in lockdown when you had that bit more time and focus but what's going to keep us going is all the other benefits like you'll make time for anything on anyone that you want to you know genuinely busyness happens and we know that and respect it but if you actually want to put time and effort into something you will do if you want to so yeah I think that's it for all of us isn't it really like I want to creates the how to yeah yeah I love that that's so true Laura definitely all right well thanks for flipping the tables on us there Nat I'm gonna put you on the spot oh good time as massive punishment for doing that um (laughs) but no you did can't we've said the phrase imposter syndrome oh gosh Um, and Jess and I have mentioned it numerous times throughout the podcast because we've both felt it in different ways and stuff and um I yeah I think not to so not to say oh my goodness how have you overcome it because I don't think anybody that's a silly question I'm not sure anybody ever really can do but I just suppose like I'm curious to know do you find that there's different levels to it like when you're walking into a new company and doing a new role compared to like you entering this internet community and just trying to do a thing that is such an interesting question yeah I guess there will be I know (laughs) yeah thanks Laura um (laughs) no I guess I guess there will be and the first thing that comes into comes to mind is when and, and I'm thinking about this in terms of being in the office and being on calls and stuff you always have to be on you always have to be ready and you always have to know what to say when you are in a corporate world whereas with social media if you want to take a break that's fine um you don't have to say anything you don't even have to put your face on there or do any words um but when you're in a corporate world you you have to really know you have to really look like you know what you're doing or know what you're doing um which I obviously do um uh that's probably those are probably the other levels I don't know what levels have you thought of I was been like, I don't know, maybe it's one more of like absolutely what you've said there. I, I, I fully see that as well. But like, is also maybe one of them a bit more personal. Like when it's because I don't know, like with your with corporate jobs, you can game face it a little bit, can't you? Like, you know, you know me as much as like I'm always my person. We're, we're still at that bit different in the office or like, you know, compared to the pub or whatever. And that's, <clears throat> that's how it should be on some way. Um but then when it's just like you and your business, as much as social media is what you make it, it's still, that's you, isn't it? Yeah, that's a really good point. It's really against your name and there's no chain of command that you can ask other people for help from or that you can, what's the word, delegate things yeah. to. Um, so yeah, they're both they're both quite pressuring in very different ways to present does that make sense (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like we could have a whole a whole like hour dedicated to just talking about presenting ourselves in the workplace because that's something that me and Laura have spoken about quite a bit before um but yeah with your business and actually sorry I'm just just another question that's come to me do you feel like you present yourself as you as fully you or again does that feel like that's like another version of you for your business. Like like work you is like another version of you. Does that feel like the most like authentic to you in comparison? This is but this is gonna sound really depressing, but I 
um, I always have to be a lot more approachable in both places so at work and at my business because obviously the whole thing with social media is don't post anything negative but Laura will tell you I'm a really naturally negative person where I am I could but it's more like a dry humor type thing where yeah. it's not real yeah. it's just sarcasm yeah. but that That's kind of me. stuff I'm, I'm a bit like right. that too yeah it comes off completely the wrong way both at work and I mean maybe a bit better at work but on social media you can read it in completely the wrong way you're not going to attract people to it unless they're like-minded which is rare um so I guess no I'm probably not presenting exactly how I am but everyone yeah all the world's a stage isn't it yeah everyone presents in different ways exactly yeah Yeah. thanks for being honest about saying about like like you feel like a naturally negative person because I feel like there's a lot of a like you have to be that certain way there's so much to be said about toxic positivity isn't there and like we all have to be like having the best time and you know something bad happens and we're like we're sad for five minutes and we're like oh yeah like this is great like but this is why it's great whereas actually like we're allowed to be like like I've got a really like so I've got my sense of humor it seems like so I feel like I've had a lot of loss in my life so I make jokes about like death quite often and I know for some people that doesn't like land the right way but that's how that's how I like cope with it and I think sometimes people can be like oh my gosh what did she just say but it's like but that's just my sense of humor so you do have to like you have to please yourself sometimes don't you because it doesn't it doesn't appeal to the masses but like that's who we are in reality yeah yeah so thanks for being honest that's okay (laughs) <laughs> I'm fine if anyone's worried I'm fine I promise you <laughs> yeah you're actually more fine when you're being negative than when you're being positive let's be honest <laughs> oh, well no that was absolutely fantastic to chat with you now thank you so much for sharing your time and your thoughts and feelings with us um really do appreciate it we will share a link to nat's page on our instagram page of course but if you want to have a look now because you're super eager and i understand it just need to look for ginger nat designs and go support her because she's honestly the greatest i'll stop it thank you (laughs) thanks so much for having me on thank you so much thank you bye thank you bye bye As we've now heard from Nat and like talking through um, today's episode, I was looking for our affirmation ending quote um, and I found this one by Norman Vincent Peale, who is, um, he's an American minister who I actually hadn't, I literally just Googled like decent quote basically <laughs> and this came up, this is what I do, like unless something jumps out during the week. Five minutes before the yeah, podcast. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, what do we do? Um, <laughs> doing everything quote is literally what i googled and he came up but it, yeah it turns out he's, he said some quite um quite a few cool things so i think i want to go check him out um again if people would like to also um but this particular one that i chose from him is decide you will not try to do everything at once that is why time is spread out and i think that just massively speaks to what we've been talking about this week because you know it is a thing of you can, as Nat said, you can have it all. As we've hit on with doing this podcast as a side gig too, you know, you can have it all, but you still are never going to do everything at one time. Like we get around, you know, most of us 
gratefully where possible we'll get like 70 to 80 years on this planet and you don't ever want to run out of stuff to do so it's it's in my concept to get your head around like honestly if you'd spoken to me when i was like 13 i'd have told you by 30 i'd have had my house my husband all three kids my job all of the world travel because then but then what was i going to do for the rest of it like i've got barely any of those things right now but i'm not scared and i'm not upset about it because to be quite frank we've got all the time in the like in the world i know and i guess like I feel like sometimes, like, I'm in such a rush. Yeah. I don't know why I'm in a rush, but it's not It's not competing against other people. It's not from that, because I know for some people that is for them, but I don't feel that for me, but it's just, like, I think I'm just ambitious, you know, and I just want yeah. everything now, but, like, there's nothing wrong with things taking time. Like, good things take time, like, and if we had it, if we got everything we wanted when we want it, like, I don't think we'd be as satisfied because we wouldn't have had to work for it and we wouldn't have had to yearn for it and then it wouldn't mean as much when we do get it, whatever it is. Yeah. I think as well, like, there's just always a bigger picture and a bigger context that you don't even see. Like, so for me, per- like, very personally, I <clears throat> definitely feel now, you know, I'm talking about, like, one season ending and moving mm-hmm. into the next that's because I finally found myself in the place where this is the closest that I felt to home outside of Liverpool out of everywhere I've been. Not saying I've hated everywhere I've been because I definitely haven't, but just that home feeling is a very special and specific one that I think anyone can understand and identify with. Um, And so for me to find that here, I've had to be who I am right now and have like gone through all the things up to now to get to this place where... I'm meeting the right people. I'm making the right moves. I'm like seeing things come together. And that is such a thing to reflect on and feel blessed by because I've been asking for all of these things for as long as I can remember some of them in particular. And yeah, as much as I'd have taken them with both hands and like, you know, and what have you, 10 years ago, actually now is their time and you can only see that in the moment yeah but it is just the case and i think that ambitiousness and that energy that comes with ambition absolutely can almost like steal that piece from you mm-hmm. and that's where you've got to balance it because like i wouldn't say that i'm not ambitious like gals got goals yeah but i'm not rushing anymore and i'm not no. i'm not scared about the time it takes because i know how much that time is necessary I know, yeah, it's so true, Laura. It's so true. It's just, it is. It's, it's like it's like managing your own expectations, isn't it? And that's like yeah. the hardest thing. Like, and I'm finding that from a work point of view now, like the stuff I want to do with the role that I'm in and at where I want to take the organisation. But that is going to take its own sweet time, and I've got to like manage my own expectations for work. But then, like, it sounds weird because like I don't even almost know what like I'm aiming for next if, if you know what I mean mm. it's some things yeah but other things no but it's like I've just got the drive in me to like go and get them even though I don't know what they are but it is like not like maybe that's because I don't know what they are yet because I need to take the time to actually figure it out and when I've taken the time and the thing appears whatever it is then I'll know it was the right thing and why it took the time because it's the right time exactly good conversation Laura good conversation 
<laughs> Good chat, team. Um, but no, thank you all so much for listening, as always. We massively do appreciate it. Um, I know Jess has been plugging away at it, so I'll I'll take the reins this this time. Um, like in- me Instagram post, people. <laughs> we are um, we are on Instagram at uh, thriving while nine to five in. Um, and if you are enjoying what you're hearing, we would be eternally appreciative of you sharing that via a review. Um, and also, mm-hmm. like, we've noticed people have, you know, are commenting on our posts and, and things like that. And we love having those conversations. So thank you to everyone who is so far. Um, but for everyone who isn't, do it too. Um, yeah, yeah. Just unfollow us if you're not interested because we're just, <laughs> what's that? We're, sep- we're separating the wheat from the chaff. So just, like, get lost if you're not interested, guys. <laughs> Stop it, so aggressive. <laughs> but sometimes you've got to, like, take away the people to know what you have got. So, like, if I pull a poll on Instagram stories, like, either, like, contribute or piss off. Basically. Politely. Um... But yeah, basically what we mean is we love having a chat with each other and we love having a chat with you when you're up for it. And if you're really not up for it, then just feel free to make decisions. <laughs> yeah, Laura's the more diplomatic of the two of us, clearly. You wouldn't think we both were to mark some, would you? No, you don't know how to word things at all. No. Communication. Well, thanks everyone for listening or thanks not for listening. Um, whatever floats your boat. Um, we'll be back in a few weeks' time, and we've got two weeks' time, and we've got some great guests lined up for um October, rest of October and November. Our next podcast will be with um we're speaking to Chelsea Slater, who's the founder of Innovate Here, which is all about getting girls into tech. Um, so we look forward to speaking with you again then. So yeah. Thanks everyone. Leave us a review. Bye. Bye. And thanks to Bald and Beardy Productions for the production of this podcast.